This is episode number 24. In today's episode, we will be talking about from Star Wars Weekends to the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Some of the things staying the same and some of the differences. I'm AJ. I'm Andrew. And you are listening to Two Grown Ups and a Mouse. Hi. Dot com. Well, they could be listening to Two Grown Ups and a Mouse dot com, but it depends on if they're on the website listening to this or YouTube or one of their podcast systems. Good point. We don't know how they're listening. However, they're listening. We're glad to have them. Absolutely. Glad to have everybody here. If you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe. This is Two Grown Ups and a Mouse. You can find us everywhere. At Two Grown Ups and a Mouse. Two Grown Ups and a Mouse dot com. Social media, Two Grown Ups and a Mouse. Podcast systems, Two Grown Ups and a Mouse. Because you and I are grown ups and this is a mouse. That's right. I just pointed to our Mickey phone just in case somebody says, What's this? Right, exactly. It's a podcast. It's audio. So yeah. So we decided today we're going to talk about Star Wars weekend, kind of a retrospective. That's right. Because they don't do it anymore. They don't do it anymore. But pretty sure the reason they don't do it anymore is because they are expanding Hollywood Studios to incorporate Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I would say that's probably the, <laughs> the big reason why. Well, you know, with they have Pixar, and they went ahead and incorporated. Toy Story Land, right. which, you know, there are so m many characters in Toy Story. Toy Story is not representative of everything Pixar. But right. isn't Toy Story their first feature film that Pixar did yes. with Disney? So that's their first feature film, period. Okay. I mean, they did the, the shorts before that. And then they did Pixar. I don't even know if it was Pixar then. Uh, that might have still been when it was Lucasfilm, but they were... They did commercials and special effects in movies right. and stuff so, like that. So Toy but. Story really holds a special place in everybody's heart because when you think Toy Story, you automatically think Pixar. And again, they have, you know, because they've already done three Toy Story movies and in each movie they always add a couple extra characters. So there's lots and lots of characters sure. in Toy Story and that's why Toy Story Land really works. Right. Because, you know, you can... In Toy Story Mania, you incorporate lots and lots of the characters from the movie and then Slinky Dog Dash. I guess it's only the Slinky Dog. And then, of course, my favorite, the Space the, uh, is it, what's the Martian ride called? I want to say Space Ranger Spin, but that's Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. I'm getting all the Disney rides confused in my head. The Swirling Saucers. Right. The Alien Swirling Saucers, I, I believe is the official name of it not. you're gonna make me go look it up aren't you i am gonna make you look it up it's just rude right and it's but not space ranger spin i need to put a little sound effect buzz light year space ranger i need spin. to put a little jeopardy music theme song in my my sound effects board yeah you should do that that way that way that way we get sued oh yeah great <laughs> good idea uh but either way so toy story land you know they're able to incorporate a lot of pixar characters into the land so, and it's only it's, a fifty-minute wait at this moment. 
which won't mean anything to anybody but us. Yeah, but so it's 110 minutes at uh, Aliens, Alien Swirling Saucers. I got it right. Yep. Toy Story Mania and Slinky Dog Dash. Right. You know what it is? Sometimes I call them aliens and sometimes I call them the little green men. Or, or aliens. They're, but they're little green aliens. They're really cute. I like them. Ah. The claw. Uh-huh. What? You crack yourself up. I do. Somebody's got to. So the same way they were able to incorporate a lot of Pixar, now they're going to incorporate a lot of Star Wars. Right. And they have been doing that over the past few years. So let's, well, well, of course, because of the... <laughs> right, but let, let's do a little bit of history. So we have some notes here. I went ahead and looked it up. And Hollywood Studios opened May 1st, 1989. And when it opened, it was called... MGM. Your favorite. It'll always be MGM to me. Yeah. The last day of MGM was January 6th, 2008. The first day it was called Hollywood Studios was 7th, 2008. That's funny. There's no gap in between. No, it was... <laughs> <laughs> One day it's MGM and the next day it was Hollywood Studios. They That's didn't right. they didn't like close it in order to do the crossover, the changeover. And Star Tours. Actually, they, can you imagine the amount of work it was to change the name? Because that name would have been on ninety percent of the merchandise, all the maps, all the guides, yeah. all the <laughs> That's true. Well, maybe they started doing that. I mean, I don't remember because it's I, over yeah. ten years ago, but maybe right. maybe they started pulling merchandise prior to the last day so that when they officially moved right they no longer had anything but you know because i don't think they're allowed to use anything with the name on it and i don't you're trying to look at our picture we have a we have a gclay that's a, not a gclay that's a uh animated oh, sorry cell. sorry hand-painted cell that's right we, the gclays are over there yeah. <laughs> hand-painted cells on this wall we're right. looking behind us and our, most of our hand-painted cells are up there some of them are Elsewhere. In boxes. Well. That is just not appropriate. I'm making hand gestures. But they're they're <laughs> nice. They're no, not, that's not really nice. <laughs> they're not they're not obscene or anything. Actually, but yeah, we yeah, do that, have some uh, hand painted cells on the floor. That was twenty fifth anniversary, so that was not that was after Right. No, that was after it had already become right. Hollywood Studios. But there, you know, I found a list. I didn't write them down because we're focusing today on Star Wars, mm -hmm. Star Wars land, you know, well, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which, you know, sometimes I just refer to as Star Wars land, but sure. it's not what it's called. It's Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Pixar land, Pandora land. Right, exactly. <laughs> Avatar land. So when I looked it up, Star Tours, The Adventure Continues was one of the first rides at the park. Yep. So it's been there the whole time. So they've always had a collaboration, which kind of leads me to an aside. It's really funny how a lot of, um, I guess, traditionalists would be the right word to describe these people mm. complain because, you know, Star Wars isn't Disney. And, you know, when Lucasfilm was bought by Disney right. and all that happened and people were complaining because it's not Disney and this and that and the other thing. But Star Wars and Disney have been collaborating since... For 30 years now, or, you know, 29 and, 29 and a half years. Right. They've, they've had this collaboration with Star Tours and, and everything. So it's not like it's something new. It's not like it's something out of the blue. I mean, 
Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it even went to, to California first. But, yeah. I mean, we've seen it at some of the events where they talk about the history of of Star Wars and Disney and the collaboration. Because they went to Lucasfilm a long time ago and started collaborating. And then, hence, Star Tours. And then even the, even the uh, Star Wars weekends right. were... You know, a lot of those, a lot of these weekends that I mean, we have it written down here, but a lot of these weekends were before Disney bought Star Wars. And, right. Well, technically, Disney bought Lucasfilm, so a lot of these were before that. And we, we even had that when we were trying to like buy merchandise, and then they were delaying it because you know they had to get it okayed by Disney executives and Lucasfilm executives it, and it, this executive and that executive. It, and it that. wasn't just merchandise; <laughs> it was hand drawn sketches like right. it, they they weren't lithographs they weren't they weren't um hand drawn hand painted cells they weren't clays but right. they're like just sketches that were limited edition sketches right and they drew it but the design had to be approved before they could release it yep. um but I, yeah I, I i did not look into the dates of disneyland because for our conversation today, it was kind of focused on the transition from Star Wars Weekends at Hollywood Studios into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Sure. So I only, you know, my notes that I have in front of me focus on the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. Right. So the Star Wars Weekends, the Star Wars Weekends, the Star Wars Weekends, just Star Wars Weekends. That sounds better. Star Wars Weekends <laughs> started in 1997. So it, it almost looks like it was a test run because it was in 1997 and then waited, it, waited three years, right? Picked <laughs> up again at 2000. Maybe they thought it was going to be a one-time thing or whatever. I mean, you don't right. know. I, again, I didn't look, I didn't delve that deeply sure. into it. I just got the dates. So it ran to, in 2000 and in 2001, then took a year off. I'm sure something was probably happening in 2002. Well, Star Wars Weekends was always in the spring. So in spring of 2001, that was pre-9-11. Oh. And then after 9-11, travel took a huge hit. And then the economy tanked. So Disney probably was, you know, Disney was in the middle of their, you know. <laughs> that's a good explanation. And I think that that's probably 100% correct on right. why they skipped 2002. Because it would have only been a few months after that. A lot of things did change, unfortunately, after that event right but, it would have been a it would have been they probably didn't have that many well i mean we we were we used to go up there in 2003 and it was well we just we, met in 2003 right but when so we, for us it when was, we when we would go up there it was you know because we went in uh less busy times those were the days when you could walk into magic kingdom at you know 11 o'clock in the morning and You'd see four or five people on Main Street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in 2003, that's when they started to do Star Wars weekends continuously right. because it ran from 2003 until 2015 every year. Right. And as you said, it was in the spring. Um, and then they stopped it in 2015. But by that point, they had that's about the time that they announced that they were building Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that makes sense that they stopped it. Something that started with star wars weekends was the jedi training academy mm -hmm. and in 2008 that's when they started doing that year round outside of star tours right which it's really adorable i mean we it don't is. have any kids but we'll stop by once in a while because you always get that like really little one right but you know that has absolutely no idea what they're doing right there. Or, or the one when they say do you want to join the dark side and they look up and they say yes yep yes i do Oh, okay then. <laughs> you can go do that. Um, but the Jedi, 
Dread Eye. The Dread Eye. I make up all kinds of new words. Dread Pirate Roberts? Yes, exactly. Oh, no, that's the wrong movie. <laughs> For people that don't know, he's talking about The Princess Bride. As you wish. <laughs> that's also from The Princess Bride, which is not Disney. No. Shame on you. I know. You should only make Disney references. It's a Disney podcast. Well, supposed to talk Disney. Anyway. One of the stars in the movie had starred in a Disney movie, so. I'm sure a few of the stars in the movie have starred in Disney movies. There's my connection. Yeah. Uh, Symphony and the Stars Fireworks were part of Star Wars Weekend. And you could do the carbon freeze me face scanning and get your picture reproduced in carbonite. Right. I don't think it was really carbonite. I, I doubt it. Right. And they had a Star Wars parade. They also had some shows mm -hmm. that went on during Star Wars weekends. Snig and Oopla's Hyperspace Hoopla, which was a live dance-off show. Yep. And Behind the Force, a live show hosted by Ashley Eckstein. And Obi-Wan and Beyond, a live show hosted by James Arnold Taylor. And you and I saw that one. We did. But I don't think they did this every single year. I think these were just some shows throughout the progression. Well, I think they did the hyperspace hoopla because I was doing a little looking at it and there was, there's actually a fair amount of people that were, uh, I disappointed might even be too strong, but they were, you know, they were sad to see it go. So, and it obviously it happened often enough, whether it happened every year or not. But, right. But the other ones I think were kind of depended on because they would always try to bring in some of the stars from whatever movie they could. So sometime, most of the time we saw Ashley Eckstein, um, James Arnold Terrell, I never paid enough attention to know if he was there every year or not, but they would always do a show. They would always do some kind of either a show or, a, you know, some kind right. of uh, no, I, I just, display. I, I just have a feeling that those particular shows, or at least the last two, came later in Star Wars weekends. Right. Not, not necessarily, you know, from the beginning. Um, but they also had character appearances. Of course. Which, you know, that was a big part of you're going to go to Star Wars weekends because that's when you can see the characters well and every year we were there they always brought in the uh, uh what do they call that the 501st legion legion mm -hmm. of stormtroopers uh, actually it's uh just star wars yeah 501st legion one of the local ones uh so that's a that's actually just a private group of people that cosplay in uh in star wars gear and they go to events and charity events and that kind of stuff. And then Disney would, I mean, every, like I said, every year that we went to Star Wars weekends, we saw them because they'd make a big show of walking up and down, like, you know. Right. <laughs> we don't know a lot about the 501st Legion, but um, I do know someone that's a member in Denmark. Wow. She, she joined it. From what I understand, if I'm not misspeaking, if you do join them, like you said, they're usually nonprofit organizations they yep. usually do things in the community and usually when you join them you are responsible to create your own stormtrooper outfit or whatever outfit that you're going to do because they do uh um the the emperor's guards the the guys in in all red right. um i'm sure they do at this point they probably do the the other guards like we saw in, in last jedi uh, so there's probably, probably more bad guys, but yeah, most people are stormtroopers. So, right. But the point is, if you want to join an organization, if you want to do something in your community, 
sure. but you're a diehard fan is a great way to combine doing good and doing something that you love or, you know, sure. it has something to do with something you love. You can look and see if you have a 501st Legion in your area, in your community that you can join and kind of do a win-win. Sure. But since they have been transitioning into adding more Star Wars, getting ready for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, they have done a lot of things to the park. For example, we already mentioned the Jedi Training Academy. Right. That, you know, it used to be just during Star Wars weekends. Now it's all the time. Um, and as a a um, piece of advice for that, if you do have kids and they want to do that, apparently that's something that you want to do as soon as you get to the park and you want to get to the park relatively early. Even though they do the Jedi Training Academy all day long, they apparently fill up really fast. Or relatively quickly. Right. So you want to go in, you want to go sign your kids up for that as soon as you get there so that you don't miss out on that. Um, the Symphony and the Stars fireworks, they still do Star Wars fireworks, except for like right now, we're in the holiday season, they're doing Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam right. fireworks, but usually they have Star Wars fireworks at Hollywood Studios. Um, well, that's one of the things, you know, when they, when they stop doing Star Wars weekends... They kind of they transitioned a lot of the stuff that they did do to doing almost all year round. You're you're talking about in 2015 when they stopped right. doing it. So like the the fireworks, uh, because before that Hollywood Studios didn't have fireworks at all. So uh, that fireworks show kind of evolved because right. now it's now it's a laser light show movie fireworks display, and it's all year except for around the holidays, like you said. Right. So you can see that Star Wars show anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the other stuff that we're still getting into. Right. And the character experiences, you know, it used to be you had to go during Star Wars weekends. Right. Now it's not uncommon to go into Hollywood studios, especially if you're near launch bay, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, and you'll see the stormtroopers walking around and talking to people and being very interactive. And right. that's always a lot of fun to to witness that especially when they catch people a little bit off guard sure um but it's nice that they've incorporated more star wars characters you know more, more star wars shows as soon as you walk in especially now that they removed the sorcerer's hat mm-hmm. which was beautiful it was great you know it was adorable a lot of people miss the sorcerer's hat right. and for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about as soon as you walked into hollywood studios there was a hat it was the Mickey Sorcerer hat. Right. Um, it was a very big well, it was, icon. It was the it was the the predominant thing right. of the park. You know, like Animal Kingdom has Tree of Life, Epcot has the ball, or well, uh, Mission Space and that or uh, Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. Um, you know, <laughs> they do it, have Mission Space also, but you're referring uh, to, to the the big not, golf balls. It's not Spaceship the icon Earth. of the park, and right. then obviously Magic Kingdom has a castle. So right, but the issue with the hat was that it covered man's chinese theater right replica so they did get rid of the hat a couple years ago and now that they've gotten rid of the hat it gives them even more space for putting on shows i mean they had done shows in front of the hat and around the hat even when it was there but now that it's not there they have a little bit more space for them to put on productions in that area and it's nice because as soon as you walk in you can see the stage area you know you can walk up to it so 
they do have a lot of shows over there. Um, but now, and we talked about this in a previous episode, now it's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. They have named two rides, Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Those are the two rides we know about. We also know that there's a Star Wars-themed hotel experience, but no name for the hotel. I, have, I I looked it up. I have not seen anything about what the name is going to be. Yeah. I did read a little bit, which I found somewhat interesting. And this is speculation and rumor. This is not like fact. Right. Because this is just tidbits I read. Um, but someone, one of the articles that I read said that this resort was going to have very limited rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, that like they compared it, I believe, to Coronado, where they said, you know, Coronado has like 2,000 rooms and this is going to be a much smaller availability. Right. But, and they also anticipate it's going to be a high price point resort. Yeah, I've seen that. I didn't, I didn't see the thing about the number of rooms, but that would make sense because of just how, just from the rumors of what they're talking about, I can't imagine it's going to be a, like a pop century or a, Something like that where it's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of room per building, you know, stretched out over 20 buildings. (laughs) You know, it's funny because we're talking about this and like in my head I'm thinking, you know, because you never know how they're going to go. Because it could go either way. They could have a big resort with lots of rooms or whatever. Or they could go with a small resort. I'm sure some people are thinking, why would they do that? But what I was just thinking about as as an analogy, I guess. Um, we've eaten at Grand Floridian mm-hmm. at Victorian Alberts at sure. their chef's table. Right. One chef's table. Per night. All night. You could ha- have up to 10 people there, but if you and I book it, they're not going to book anybody else, at, even though it'll hold 10 people. It's our, you know, we right. can invite up to 10 people total, right. including ourselves. So once we book it, it's ours for the night. So that's an experience at Walt Disney World that only one party Right. I say that in air quotes, you know, party um, could experience at a time. So right. the, my point is Disney does on occasion have activities that are very limited, such as the chef's table. The chef's table might be open, you know, every night of the year, but that's still only 365 parties will get to experience that, yeah. you know, um, when they did the, the, million dreams was the, the, a couple of years ago you know, yeah. they, and then people could win a night in the castle right you know you only one party could stay up at the castle i mean it's not like right. there's a whole hotel up there so all that said i wouldn't be all that surprised if oh, it I'm, was a very limited space resort i mean a lot of their Oh, well, every, basically everything is limited in some way. I mean, you know, a dessert party is limited to whatever, 100 people. Uh, you know, the chef's table is limited to 10. Uh, right. You know, and so even Victorian Alberts normally is, you know, it's a very small restaurant compared to any other Disney restaurant. So, you know, you can fit, you know, I, I, I don't even, I'm sure it's listed on the website somewhere, but that's probably 20 or 30 tables in there and that's it. And you get two seatings a night in the main dining room, but... And that's it. That's, you know, it's not like uh, some of the other restaurants where there's 200 tables. 
Right. You know, yeah, no. and they can get, you know, five people, five parties in. Right. So it'll be, it'll be really interesting once we hear more about the resort to see how big it is exactly, how many people it will hold, right? you know, exactly what it'll cost. That's going to be interesting um, because you do get the, the chatter, you know, you hear the chatter on social media, people complaining about how expensive things are and, you know, Disney's doing this and it's really excluding people. But, you know, there are all different classes and types of people that go to Disney. Right. And there, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but some people can afford to do this and some people can afford to do that. That's why they have value resorts, moderate resorts and deluxe resorts. Right. Because not everybody wants the same experience. Not everybody wants to spend the same amount of money. There are people that won't even stay on property because you can stay at a comfort inn for $29 a night, $49 a night, you know, right? whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if that's, and, and we know that the four seasons has rooms for $4,000 a night. Right. So. There are all different types of people, you know, all different classes. Again, not one isn't better or worse. I'm not saying that I'm just saying, you know, there people are in different economic situ situations, you know, for what they want to, to see and experience. So it'll be interesting um, because you and I are guessing that this is going to be aimed at people in the higher tax brackets that have a little more discretionary spending. Maybe. But we'll see. Yeah. But let's talk about what you and I remember about Star Wars weekends. Sure. So you want to start with what you remember? I don't remember a thing. Good memory there. Uh, shopping. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Credit card bills. That was not a lot of fun. No. No. no, but shopping's always fun. Yeah, and we did in 2015, so it was the last last year, yeah, last year of Star Wars weekend. Right. Last year was 2017. The way you said it, it's like wow. Yeah. <laughs> 2015 was last year. No, 2017 was last year. The last year of Star Wars weekend, we did the Galactic Gathering, mm -hmm. and that was a ticketed event. It gave us the first opportunity to purchase Star Wars Weekend merchandise the day before it was open to the public. Right. We got to go in there. And it also included limited edition magic bands that kind of look like lightsabers. And they're right behind me. Yeah, our, somewhere. And, uh, Actually, yeah, they're right there. Yeah, they're in, our, in a display case right behind us. We have a whole Star Wars display going on because we're Disney freaks, but we're Star Wars freaks. But Star Wars is Disney, so... That's right. Cool. Uh, so we have limited edition magic bands. And we also got a commemorative trading pin with that event. Mm -hmm. And as you said, the shopping, we got the Darth Maul Lightspeed Pass, which right. meant that we didn't have to wait in those long lines to get in and go shopping because we just showed our pass and we were allowed right in. Right. And, there, well, there was a couple of things that we wanted to, reasons why we wanted to do it. Uh because it's it, there's a couple other things in here that you didn't mention. Like we got uh, there was a dessert party that was included. Was there? Yeah, there was. Um, and that, you know we got special viewing for the fireworks as well. Uh, there was a special viewing area in the morning for the morning parade as well. So we got to you know we got to stand relatively close to the stage, and then you know of course they. Gave us ice cream and sodas and bottled That's right. waters. We have, we have a picture of me in my Han Solo dress with uh, getting the ice cream and the popcorn. Yeah, it's actually right there. That's actually kind of funny. No, because once you said it, then I remembered 
that's why I had ice cream and popcorn in my hand. Right. Right. So, so that, that, it was that uh, we were collecting the uh, the hand-drawn sketch that we talked about earlier. We were collecting those, and we'd had been collecting them for a few other Star Wars weekends. So then we were like, well, what if they sell out? Because they only, you know, they only drew like 50 or 60 of them. So, um, so we're like, well, that's, that's another reason to do this event. And right. Then, and then all, you know, when you, when you added it all up, it was kind of a neat, nice experience. So, right, and, and I- it included one of the, to, you know, uh, almost like a fast pass to one of the shows they did. That's where, where we saw, uh, James Arnold Tar- Taylor. Mm-hmm. James Arnold Tar- Taylor is the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the animated, uh, Star Wars TV shows and films. So, right. Um, so that's exactly what I was about to say because I forgot to put that in the notes that it also included the tickets. You had your choice. You could go to either the James Honor Taylor speaking or Ashley Eckstein speaking, or I think there was one other we had a choice of right. that we could get. As you said, it was kind of like a fast pass. Um, and also at Star Wars Weekends, and you kind of mentioned this already, they did have limited edition um, hand painted cells. Right. And hand-drawn pictures right you know so in our bedroom we have three three or four because we have a couple cells and we have a couple of hand-drawn no but in the bedroom we try and keep the cells in one area of the house but the hand-drawn pictures right are together so those ended up in the bedroom um because I think we've mentioned this before all the pictures on our walls are either Disney or our wedding that's it yeah, there's only a few di- wedding pictures. So. Yeah, there aren't a lot of. Well, I have a I have a little shrine in my craft room. That's, that's true. like the whole wedding shrine thing. So it's not it's not like it's not represented, but yeah, it's the pictures on our walls are the wedding or Disney. That's it. If it's not one or the other, then it doesn't go on the walls. Right. Um, but yeah, we do like to collect that, and we did like to see the characters. That was always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but they stopped Star Wars Weekends, as we mentioned, in 2015. Right. And when they stopped it on December 1st, 2015, they opened Launch Bay. Right. And it's really funny, and I might have told you this before, but when they opened Launch Bay, I thought it was a place to eat. It almost sounds like that. Because it, it, like, rem- the word launch reminded me of, like, lunch. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was kind of like Lunch Bay, right. not Launch Bay, L A U. NCH launch bay and i did i thought they were opening like a star wars themed restaurant right but that's not what it was nope it was launch bay but it's a launch bay is a great area and we always go there it's almost pretty much the first place we go when we go into hollywood studios yeah pretty much so when you when you walk it down the main street of of hollywood studios and you get to the area where the sorcerer hat used to be. You turn right, mm. so that Little Mermaid is right there, and Disney Junior. Little yep. Mermaid's on your left, Disney Junior's on your right, and in front of you is where used to be the well. What used to be there? La- the actual launch base store was the art store. Thank you. That and then it was a. Uh, they showed off uh, a film. Like if you walked in, into the back, they showed off a film about uh, animation. Um, not the one man's dream, obviously, but there was a different one. 
and then they, they they'd had character meet and greets back there for for a long time. That's where a lot of the Pixar meet, you know, Doug and uh, Russell from. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. Um, not uh, Sully and and Mike Wazowski, and you know, a lot of the Pixar meet and greets were back there. And now it's all all Star Wars. Right. The entire building is now Star Wars. The other neat aspect is is back then you could go back there and see actual stuff that uh, they were u- they used during the production of a Pixar movie, uh, storyboards and artwork and that kind of uh, stuff. And then so now because it's all Star Wars, now you see models and filming replicas of Star Wars movies. Right. And I remember when they first opened Launch Bay that you had to go through the center to go towards the area where the movie theater is and Mm -hmm. towards where the meet and greets are. So you kind of had to make a circle. You didn't have to watch the movie, but you had to go that way in order to go through the merchandise and store because they were trying to direct traffic. Now they stopped doing that. Now, if you just want to go into the store, you can just go into the store. Right. You and I typically go in the store. A lot of times we walk right through it really fast and go look at the replicas, go look and see if they've added any, anything new. Well, especially when, the, you know, a new movie's either coming out soon or has just released. So, like, right now it's still all, it's a mix of Last Jedi and there's some solo stuff in there, but it's mostly Last Jedi stuff, so. Right. So, but Launch Bay is a really great area for us because we like to... You know, if, if the lines are short, we'll do the character meet and greets there. Right. Because it's indoor character meet and greets, which is nice. So it's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's not too whatever. It's right. a regulated temperature inside of there. And like you said, we'll look and see if they put any new things out. And then, of course, we have to shop, even if it's just window shop. Of course. So more times than not, we probably do walk out of the store with stuff in our hands. Well, actually, a little less now. Mostly because I think we've bought one of everything that's in that store, but yeah, you won't let me come home with a life-size Yoda or Darth Vader, so yeah, I think we have one of everything, so we have the lamps, uh, we have a lot of models and characters, knickknacks, iPhone cases. And a full-size lightsaber replica. Yeah, we have one of those too. It's over, over there somewhere. That one hasn't been put out yet. That was actually a Christmas present for you this year. See? But I, I, I actually didn't buy that at, well, Disney World, I bought that at Character Premier. That's right. Character Warehouse. Because, as we said before, we don't live too, too far from the yeah. Character Warehouse. So I like to stop by there every once in a while because you never know what you're going to see there. That's right. And I saw a lightsaber for a good price. I know you'd been looking at them. Mm-hmm. So I bought it home and I said, there's no way for me to hide this so <laughs> merry christmas that's right and that was like a month ago <laughs> it was like in november i think yeah. it was a while ago yeah because i bought it before black friday because i found out after black friday that they had lowered the price again for that <laughs> for just for that weekend right they had a special on it but so it was unfortunate i bought it before then but yeah, what can you do exactly but I, I keep on going back there when i have an opportunity to see if they get any any other of the lightsabers and apparently last year at the outlets they had gotten four different styles so i keep on stopping by there maybe they'll get it this week maybe they'll get it this week yeah right but <laughs> yeah, yeah. you never know um so there is a 10 minute movie celebrating star wars inside of launch bay mm-hmm. we saw that when launch bay first opened right 
um, I think we only saw it that one time. We've done the character meet and greets, as I've talked about. Uh-huh. I've seen Chewbacca, Kylo Ren, BB-8. Darth Vader. Yeah. Was, I we didn't see him there last time, but he was there, he was there before. So right, and sometimes they I don't know if it still is, but they had the um, Disney Visa character meet and greet there. Right. That if uh, you're not familiar with what we are talking about, there's one at Epcot. That one we just did more recently. So I know that more for a fact. Um, If you do have a Disney visa from Chase, one of the benefits of that card is you can go to these specially designated meet and greet areas that are available at certain times. You can go on the My Disney Experience website or app to, to verify what time and location. And they have meet and greets just for Disney visa card holders and and their guests. So when we were at Epcot in at the end of October, we did that. We were with four friends of ours. So Mm -hmm. the six of us, because, you know, we just had to show our one card and the six of us were able to get in and do a Disney visa meet and greet. So they did have one of those in the launch bay Mm -hmm. area. So again, I'm not sure if the Disney visa one is still there or not, but if you are a Disney Visa card holder, definitely look into that benefit because the lines for the Disney Visa meet and greets are typically a lot shorter. Yep. Um, and the merchandise that we were just talking about, and you were joking and saying we own almost one of everything. Of course, it the joke wasn't too far off from the truth, but that's okay. Mm. Uh, they do have a lot of different things in there. They have clothing. They have sculptures. They have movie replicas. They have lamps. They have wine. They have yep. the Skywalker, Skywalker wine Ranch. There. Yeah. They have, um, you can make wine their, and olive oil. Right. You can make a droid in there, can't you? They still have that in there? Uh, I don't remember. For a while they did, though, I think. Like I think the, they the did. make a droid or make a, it, one of those. Well, I think I mean, that's they, in, uh, in Star Tours now. Right. And they have a lot of different um, toys right. in there. They have different pins in yep. there you can even get the um engraved name tags right in there in arabish mm-hmm. with your name on it you know saying where you're from they added into launch bay i don't think it was there when it first opened but they added the um phone cases yep you can do the personalized phone cases right there you could do the personalized magic bands. magic bands there actually that used to be on the floor of right. the store and they moved it to the back yeah so that they had more right. space for merchandise you know and they have some high-end clothing in there at least they did the last time we went in there yep you know they had some jackets that were in the hundreds i want to say you know yeah um or maybe not entirely high-end but it wasn't you know cheap Right, it you wasn't know, it wasn't a normal jacket. No, no. There, I mean, there were there were some real leather jackets. There were some really it was nice stuff. Right, or as you were talking about full size replicas of stormtroopers and other characters. I right. mean, it, it's a nice mix of Star Wars merchandise in the launch bay, and then as you also said, right outside of the um, Star Tours, yep. they have a store there where you can also get merchandise and. For a while, um, there was where the candy store used to be. I want to say that's, I think that's Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Is that street right there? Because I think Hollywood Boulevard is the one you walk in on. Sunset Boulevard is the one. 
the first one you can turn right on to. Sure. Sounds good to me. I might actually be right on this. Um, on Sunset Boulevard, there was a store. Well, there still is a store there. <laughs> For a while, it was frozen. Right. Merchandise. You know, when you turn right onto that street, on the left was a candy store. On the right is that store I'm talking about right next to. Um, or. Yeah. So the main, the main street is Hollywood Boulevard. Which is what I said. And then the, the street you go down to where you can go down to Fantasmic and then Tower of Terror and Aerosmith is Sunset Boulevard. I got it right. I got it right. Your your humbleness is is amazing. Well, as I'm always. usually I'm usually wrong, so that's why I was so happy about it. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a store in there, and the store was frozen for a while. the The movie Frozen merchandise. Then they changed it to Star Wars. But I thought recently they got rid of some of the Star Wars stuff in there. Yeah, it looked it looked a little different, and it, the store's name is called Legends of Hollywood. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, for right now, it it was a it was still mostly Star Wars. I think I just don't remember. <laughs> no, I feel like they had changed it again, or may, maybe I had said they might change it again. No, because they had uh, they were selling those magnetic baby Groots in there, so maybe they're changing it to kind of a Marvel and Star Wars, or maybe they're just transitioning it to Marvel because of. Uh, you know, Star Wars Galaxy Edge is going to be opening soon. So maybe they're kind of starting to to transition. Right. And we talked about how something we found unusual in Toy Story Land, there is no shopping. Right. I mean, there is shopping. They have kiosks where you can make purchases, but there are no physical brick and mortar stores right. inside of the land. Whereas usually you get off a ride and you go right into a, store, yeah. a merchandising area. Now it's like it's just kiosks in that vicinity so they took the candy store out you know they don't have the candy made on property currently Uh because they turned that into a pixar store right you know that the majority of the store it's pretty much all pixar now um this way there is a store dedicated to pixar since it's not inside of toy story land Uh so yeah we said it'll be interesting once star wars land opens to see the transition what they're going to do the stores right up at the front but talking of stores that makes me want to go shopping you know everything's closed right now but online shopping is always available well that's not true there's plenty of stores open it's the week before christmas stores are almost open 24 hours a day now yeah maybe but i don't want to leave the house i just want to do online shopping because shopping is fun okay so on that note i'm going to say good night not not good morning Well, it's not morning here. It's night here, but you're right. Some people might be listening in the morning. So good afternoon. Good evening. I would just goodbye. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 